0: i you're going to be Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual talking with shadows, the conversation everyone has but no one wants to admit to,
1: here with your host Vic Waitley and Marcus D. And guys, I know it's been a few days since we've gotten another episode out. I apologize on that. I have started a new job, so it's made a little difficult for me and Vic to get together to record, but we're super excited because now we're getting to sit down and begin our month-long talk on Giants. Ooh. But before we get started today, a bunch of shout-outs. we got to give a bunch of shout-outs today. The first two shout-outs we want to give is to our two newest, newest patrons. Newest patrons. awesome Matthew Ryman, I think I said that right, and Sky C. Thank you so much for becoming patrons. We appreciate the support so much, guys. Big hearts. Another shout-out we want to give today... Longtime listener Daniel Canterbury reached out to us to let us know about that he's been a longtime listener, huge fan of the podcast, and I felt that was awesome. Anytime you guys want to reach out to us, I've always said nobody loves their fans more than us. Big hearts to all you guys, listeners out there. Big hearts. Uh, Daniel Vic actually gave a couple recommendations for some videos, so I wanted to see if you knew about some of these. Thank you
0: for not passing those on to me. <laughs>
1: I want to see if you know. He recommended that we do episodes on King Solomon's Mines.
0: I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it. And
1: the Moss Man of Florida.
0: Moss Man of Florida. I've heard the name before, but I know literally nothing mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to do some digging into those in between shows.
1: Mm-hmm. I like this I like the uh I like I like the sounds of those recommendations and you know what maybe uh maybe pay attention a little bit you might see you might be you might see where that episode's as uh, one of those might pop up because we always love getting recommendations from our listeners so my, we, my research
0: this month has just been a cluster i just got done with a book that i thought was mainly on giants <laughs> but actually was just like this really dense treatise on like christian lore and only focus on giants very little even though giants were in the title
1: <laughs> like yeah you thought you were gonna listen to giants and then it turned into the song uh uh take me to church yeah for, by for holzer my... yeah like you know like you know
0: i mean the book wasn't bad mean, it was okay it was like it was like in the footsteps of giants or something along those lines mm-hmm. it was by um like Brian Godall and mm-hmm. it, the book was fine it was well written mm-hmm. I was just looking for something that was going to focus more on Giants mm-hmm. and it really seemed like it was going to now I did learn some things about Christian lore I did not know
1: oh yeah and that's gonna be one of the fun things whenever we really get into the Giants like the conversation turns super religious real fast now before we get into some of the comments for some of our last episodes I want to tell the listeners what we're drinking today and by the way guys I want you to know Vic has been my best friend for over 16 years.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: 16 <laughs> years. And he tried to give me a hard, <laughs> a strawberry hard cider flavored alcoholic drink.
0: I keep forgetting that you know you're allergic to strawberries. Your wife forgets half the
1: time. 16 <laughs> years. And he tried to kill me. I was I was almost about to open it up. I'm like, this looks like a very pink drink. What is this? Oh, it's strawberry. Oh, thank you, dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trying to kill me. Hey, fortunately, I had something else for us to drink in the fridge. It
1: is barefoot blueberry. Barefoot blueberry. Awesome. have you have you had, had a taste of it yet? Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. did. I'm about to sip it. So this is by the way is to uh, shout out to Daniel by the way for reaching out to us always. Cheers to you, good buddy. Hmm. Oh, that's tasty. I
0: don't know. I think it's
1: very mediocre. Mm. Very
0: mediocre.
1: I mean, well, okay, looking at it, it looks like a blackberry wine. Like, like I'm expecting it to taste like blackberries. And then it's like this pungent. Also, I think you kept it at room temperature, which is also probably not good for it. Well, I
0: mean, I would have chilled it if I thought we were going to drink this. I thought we were going to be drinking Angry Orchard Strawberry today.
1: I had to just go in and see what I had. Surprise, surprise. Sweet blueberry wine tastes mediocre. <laughs> I mean, so,
0: some of the Barefoot stuff's good, even at room t- temperature. This is just not one of no, them. No, it is
1: not. It's, but, it's okay, but it's okay. But then again, between, like, wines, I typically like sweet wines. Oh, yeah, me too. Although I can't have apple wines because I would just get fall down drunk. Like, <laughs> I had, true. like... Like, uh, Angry Orchard, like, uh, Heart Cider, like, the Green Apple one, and I drank, like, I started with one, and then I think, like, eight of them later, I'm, like, caterpillaring <laughs> on the floor. Like, it was just not, I was just... For those of you who are
0: unfamiliar with caterpillaring, it's something specifically that Marcus does when he gets really drunk.
1: Okay, if you he... know, if you know what caterpillaring hey, 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 is, hey, hey. you should slow down.
0: <laughs> I'm telling a story. Oh, okay. It's where he falls down on the ground and no longer tries to use his arms or legs to stand back up. He simply kind of moves his torso in, like, an inchworm fashion and uses that to get around for the rest of the night until his wife gets mad and drags him (laughs) home.
1: No, I'm trying to find a nice location to turn to cocoon and turn into a nice alcoholic butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, like, my my color patterns is going to be like the Angry Toad (laughs) logo-like patterns. And I haven't seen
0: Caterpillar in over a year
1: now. Well, that's because I try not... Well, dude, we're in our... I'm in my mid-30s. You're in your late, what, 50s? Oh, my <laughs> God. Mid-30s as well. Mid-30s. <laughs> you're, on the, you're on the later end, but Sorry. Mid. A late mid. But <laughs>
0: I'm going to come across this table and start stabbing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get Get to the comments. We're going to the comments. I don't I care what else you I, have I, to say. Go to the comments.
1: (laughs) Whole podcast is just me, nothing, just ripping on your alcoholic taste in your old age. By the way, sir, with back and knee problems.
0: Oh, you're the one who has the heart that's going to give out at any moment. I'll be surprised
1: if you survive this podcast. Yeah, probably this wine's probably not good for me. There's probably too much of it in here anyway. All right, uh, moving moving on to the comments, guys. Moving on to the comments. Um, So, the last two uh, episodes we had, podcasters. Uh, who stare at goats and the psychic arms race was us talking with the awesome guys in the first episode uh with the guys from uh, the infinite rabbit hole podcast who're fantastic guys and you guys should go check out their episode they're actually about to come out with an episode where they do project bluebeam oh neat- mm-hmm. i actually let them know we did an episode on project bluebeam we did a case file in our last season of our case files uh so they're probably going to check it out so you might hear some of our theories in their episode but uh, and then we did the psychic arms race, where we kept talking about Project Stargate and our thoughts on the government's investigation into psi warfare. Nighthawk says, uh, "Patron, by the way, uh, said I tried astral. I've tried astral projecting and remote viewing before. Most of the time, I don't succeed, at least not consciously. But there's been a few times where I focus on something before falling into a sleep state." I will wake up knowing new things about the subject of my focus that I later verify to be true. I don't know if it's astral projection or some kind of other telepathic phenomenon. Okay.
0: I was meditating once in the, in the shower, just kind of sat down. I, I like to meditate with water running over me. So I just sat down in the shower, had hot water running over me, started meditating. And at one point, I felt myself leaving my body. And I just grabbed back onto my body and never tried it again. That was the end of my, I, I thought it was terrifying. I was just done with it after that.
1: I, You know, I've never, I've never tried after projecting or remote viewing or anything like that. I mean, there have been times where I'm sleeping, where I feel like I'm drifting in and out of sleep sometimes, where I feel like I'm seeing myself above my bed. But I don't know, again, if it's if me, it's me actually doing that or if it's me just, you know, dreaming in and out of, like, a hallucinogenic state while I'm trying to fall asleep. It's, I don't know.
0: Sounds like you're astral projecting, bro. It
1: could be. It why, could why be. Watch that silver cord. No, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, if I'm going to astral project, I'm going to go to my neighbor's houses and find out their Wi-Fi passwords. Good use, good use. <laughs> I, I know. No, oh, Noble use. Oh, that was that was another funny thing too. Like right before we started the episode, a guy from an internet company walked up to Vic's house saying, "Hey, you want some free internet?" i <laughs> just sitting in the house like, "Why? Do you know his neighbor's Wi-Fi password?"
0: <laughs> oh my god! I wish I would have had that line. <laughs>
1: Uh, laughing fox one of our good buddies said uh this time on epic rap battles of history psychics versus cockroaches begin but in all seriousness psi phenomenon is one of the areas of the paranormal that most fascinates me because i've been unknowingly exposed to it throughout my life read more you're absolutely right i'm gonna read some more boom Uh, my mother practices what basically amounts to psi healing i'm gonna i'm gonna guess is that reiki but i don't know yeah Manipulating the body's energy field to aid in the healing process—I I guess that right. To her, it's a science that she learned from her colleagues, uh, from a colleague in her PT practice. I've witnessed a friend of mine use this uh, field to amplify gust of wind from his hand to extinguish one of those gas fire pits with a copper pipe under crackled glass. That's pretty cool yeah that's pretty you know and, and i think i don't know if i said it in the episode or i don't know if i've ever brought it up i mean i think there's something to at least reiki like with using
0: oh yeah i've seen reiki used a few times to incredible success
1: positive like positive vibes like i think there's something to like being around positive people that want you to be better
0: and that that's just you mark you're all love and light right i am all
1: love and i I am, i am a <laughs> basket of beaming positivity sir you're like the least loving light person I think I've ever met.
0: Oh, yeah, that sounded terrible.
1: <sighs> Sorry, that's none of my business. Um,
0: <laughs> also, I would watch that epic rap battle. I, I watch would too. all the epic rap battles, but I oh, want to see that. Dude,
1: if you, have, if you guys have not listened to the Psychic Arms Race, do you have to listen to it just for me to talk about the government investing money into seeing if cockroaches could determine where nuclear missiles are really at? And the fact that they do this to try to beat psychics. Yeah. Favorite part of the book. Hands down that I read. Absolutely. Uh Ira Onoke said, want some obscure wad mythology source material. Dwyo versus Snalligaster, giant wolf slash wolf man whose enemies are clear cutting, pollution, and tentacle beaked flying abominations.
0: What book is that in? <laughs>
1: The book by the bygone, like I knew, like right below it, like oh, I at by by yeah, bygone yeah, Like if you're World of Darkness, like I absolutely love World of Darkness role playing books. They're absolutely hilarious. Uh, They're also, great.
0: wait, who who said this?
1: Ira Onoke. Okay, and then me, and then and you, then and then laughing, laughing fox below it said the bygone beast.
0: Okay, me, you, and Ira Ono and Laughing Fox are probably the only three people who've ever read the Bygone yeah. That it's is a freaking good. awesome book, but it is n- it's is—it's not a popular book. But if you
1: book. want a really good, like, I don't know if you're younger listening to this, if you want a good role-playing game series, World of Darkness is absolutely, like, in modern, it's absolutely fantastic.
0: Heck, Marcus is running a vampire game in the new 5th fi- right, edition, edition for us right now. Yes,
1: and I can't wait. If you don't think there's going to be some things for the bygone beast in there, you better be prepared, Vic. But I- I'll be ready. I'll be yeah. ready. So absolutely go check out those episodes. So that's all. That's gonna be it for the uh, the comments that we have that we're gonna go with for the episode. Because I want to make sure that we get some time to actually like dive in to talk about giants today. I'm so glad that our patrons picked giants for this episode because hand to God. Giants are one of my absolute favorite things to study. Oh, yeah. Marcus
0: paranormal. is really into giants. Like oh, yeah. weirdly oh, yeah. into them. Go back.
1: Like, I want to say it's like episode, it's either nine or 19. I mean, one of the earliest episodes of our podcast, we did the giant of Kandahar story, which is a whole, which is a whole group of uh like U S soldiers in Afghanistan that come upon a giant. They like have a firefight with the thing. It's super cool. And I knew from early on, that was one of the, one of the stories that I want to have. And truthfully, Honestly, it's one of the best, it's one of the only modern giant stories that where people are actually encountering giants walking around. I want to say, I think this the most surprising thing for me going into this was the lack of modern people reported seeing giants.
0: I think humans have done a pretty good job of edging them out. I think that yeah. like there's been a long going like battle, particularly like with early man mm. and fighting these guys. Mm. I mean, you don't want them as a neighbor. I mean, much of the much of the lore says like at best they're just going to kill you and eat you, <laughs> and that that's like, oh, like the good at, outcome at best. <laughs> Actually, I do take that back. Some of the stories involve there being like super nice giants, but they seem to be the minority. I mean, okay, have you heard very much positive about like the early giants from the stories? Mm-mm. For the most part, it's like they're cannibals. They're going to kill you you're going to eat all your goats. We're going to steal your daughter. I and mean, a lot of it's that sort of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Like uh I I was always fascinated with them as a kid cuz I I rem- I remember like I was I mean like a lot of kids that listen to this. The very first story of giants that I that I heard was like the story of like David versus Goliath like in the Bible. That's like probably one of people's like easiest stories that you could think of like like, I think for a lot of people, like for first, like early, like legends of, of people encountering giants. And I'm always like, do you know the one thing about that story that people always don't, that don't, people don't realize that
0: he's not a full giant?
1: No, that he did. No. Well, first of all, no, that he's himself is not a full giant, but I mean that David didn't stop just with him. That he goes on to, like, kill, like, the rest of the giants in his family. Like, he goes, like, David goes, like, full mafia boss to, like, exterminate the rest of Goliath's family. And there's
0: some stories where, they're they're not in this traditional canon, but there's some stories that imply that he basically went on a war of genocide to drive all the, or just to kill all the giants in Israel. (laughs) Like, he was just going to get rid of all of them. And the thing is, like, how many different cultures around the world have these stories about these wars with giants? Like a lot yeah, of yeah. cultures have this in their their uh, circle of stories.
1: Like uh, you know, one of the easiest ones to think of, like like the Greek stories of like the giant, uh, like the Titans taking on taking on the gods. There's always these stories of the giants are taking on the throne and like in some sort of fashion of uh, uh, you know, it wasn't even that you know, and I I don't know a whole lot about Norse mythology, but I have seen the Thor movies. <laughs> like, like where they fight, like, where you know, with like the in, in Norse pantheon doing the same thing in
0: the poetic and prose edda, there is a fair deal amount of giant fighting. Yeah, there like, are a few giants that are their friends in it, but it's a lot of giant fighting.
1: Yeah, and in the prelude to the you know, the Thor movie, you know, you know, they Thor goes and fights all the ice giants. Mine was cooler I mean, <laughs> in, in, the, in the poetic
0: edda, or is it the prose edda? I can't remember, I think he's in the prose edda, and yeah. now I say it. But I think in the actual story where he's doing the ice giants I think he cross dresses to get in. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's a lot more cross dressing in the original story. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't even in it wasn't even in the uh, you know, and it wasn't even just there. Like one of my favorite uh, another one of my favorite stories involving giants too, like the, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the kings of England was actually a giant Gogmagog. Like, he's, like, actually, like, a ruler of giants that, like, the Britons had to, like, like remove. It was, like, it was the Britons or the Romans, I can't remember, that, like, came in and, like, ousted him. Like from it too.
0: I don't remember him from the history of the kings of England, though. Maybe sh- I just forgot that part. It's been at least ten years since I read it. Maybe that's when it started when they finally <laughs> got rid like, of That's the
1: first king of England. Like he killed the giants. All right, yeah, you're the top dog, and si- you're the top dog in situation. You know that was weird though in the story. Like he actually comes back and uh, faces William, like even though that like, Godwin God was killed, like he apparently like comes back later, like in their stories, like and actually fights uh, or like takes on like William the Conqueror. Really? Wait, wait, wait. Like, like a part two.
0: Wait a minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. William the Conqueror is a character I know I know his history fairly well. I don't remember a giant ever being like, "Hey man, I'm going to screw you up." Also, isn't he a little late in the history no, for giants well, okay, to be well, for, popping
1: in? Okay, first off, two things. One, giants can live longer than regular humans. Okay, we already know that this is the, like they they can live longer than normal the than, than normal people. And two, I'm pretty sure that it's a legend, and it's not. I, I don't know if they lived that because I'm pretty sure that if he came along, then William conquer be like, "Well, I guess that guy lied." <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm not Quick finished question. the job.
0: Where in the story of William the Conqueror does this pop up? You had to have known Thir- I was going to ask
1: I know. this. Uh, sorry. Okay. Thirteen twenty five to thirteen forty. Like, because the thing was, I was looking up. I was looking up the guy, ga- the Gog and Gog's name, because I can never pronounce it. Right.
0: Like, does this happen to him when he's still in, like, France? Or is I'm this looking after he's still the I'm looking, the I'm,
1: I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up. Well, it's, it's after he got the, nom- the name The Conqueror. So maybe that's okay. how he got the name The Conqueror. Well, was he killed kill The giant?
0: It's because he won Hastings. That's why he became The Conqueror. Oh, my God. Okay. William, I'll give them a little bit of background on William The Conqueror while you're looking this up. William the Conqueror uh, lived in Normandy. He was at one point promised the throne of England when some old guy who I forgot the name of died. I didn't preface. I didn't think I was talking about William the Conqueror today. Back then, he is called William the Bastard. Um, After he realized he wasn't going to inherit the throne, he sailed across the English Channel, won an important battle called Hastings, and then ended up uh, becoming William the Conqueror. Gotcha. That's, That's the quick and dirty of it.
1: So it's shortly after William the Conqueror, uh, he, after he's traveling around Britain surveying his new domain.
0: You mean supplanting rebellions?
1: Well, that's they. That, I was using their words, man. Okay, <laughs> and apparently at that point, then he like encounters Gogmagog again, and then he kills him again. <laughs> okay, William the Conqueror way cooler than I thought. I know. I know. Like that was like apparently like he like he was so like Gogmagog was so cool he had to come back and die twice. I guess. And I guess we should probably
0: specify how big we're talking on most of the giants we're talking about today, because you know, lore has them anywhere from being like a little bigger than normal to as big as a mountain. What sort of giants are we talking about?
1: Yeah, I, I saw that when I was reading because, like, a lot of a lot of the stuff that that I was doing was I was reviewing a lot of evangelical. Uh, preachers love doing stories of giants. And like apparently I've done a lot of research into finding like stories of like people finding these bones of giants all over the world.
0: And there's a lot of them guys. There's like a lot, there's enough of these stories that make sense that it's really making me think there might, might've been giants.
1: No, there's a lot of these stories that when I was like, I listened to at least five presentations by different evangelical preachers and they were all giving different accounts of giant bones they were finding. And they never repeated a single story. Like in a five hour span. Like that's how much different material that people had to talk about like finding various evidence of giant bones all over the world. But going back to what I was talking about, like when they were like we were talking about like, how big are they, you'll see everything from like seven feet tall to like what you were saying, like like the size I, of mountains. I
0: would say a good rule for most of what we're talking about is no smaller than nine feet. No bigger than 30. That's you know, And probably most of the time we're not talking anything over 25. I'm just giving us some wiggle room.
1: You know, like, it was, oh God, you know, it's weird because I was reading a theory. Do you know, like, do you, you notice that the earlier, the earlier, like, the closer to the modern age that we get, the giants seem to be getting shorter and shorter and shorter.
0: Well, and that makes a lot of sense with the biblical lore I've been studying mm-hmm. is that. Like over the flood? Well, that's part of the story, but it starts with, you know, the watchers coming down and the watchers find human women hot, so they start breeding with uh, with human women, and they create the nephilims. And then the nephilims are around for a while, and then they have a, another generation, presumably with humans, that are still one degree shorter than they are. Mm-hmm. And they have their own. There's actually their own special word for it, but I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it here. <laughs> but. Basically, yeah, I and mean, it seems like they're kind of getting diluted. And also, like, the flood definitely didn't kill them all because they appear after the, after flood. the flood.
1: After the flood. But no, but that, that was uh, that was an interesting... I was listening to a guy who was doing a presentation because he was talking about, like, that they've been able to... Like, if you try to predict, like, a certain time frame, like, if you give it being, like, I don't know, like, so many thousands of years ago, like, if you go that, that back far, like, in the, in the history records, that they've been able to be able to simulate the air pressure, like, the atmosphere during that time, or they try to, and they put that around animals, that the animals and plants get bigger. And then surely after the flood, like, it causes, like, a change in our atmosphere, and that's why you're starting to see even giants getting shorter and shorter and shorter.
0: Yeah, but you haven't seen the same sort of effects with humans.
1: No, when they did this with people. Well, no, they can't do that on people yet, where they do that. On, actually, let me take that back. But one of the things that they actually found, though, whenever they attempted to do, like, atmospheric tests on, on men that they found was that uh, men started feeling better and that they started getting more virile. <laughs> well, they started doing that. Was well, they started getting a little bit different of... Uh, no, but they did this to snakes. And they found that snakes and, uh, and other reptiles that they did started getting like actually bigger. And I thought that was really interesting. I
0: don't know. I, I've heard of this theory before and I've... <sighs> It's usually used yeah, to yes, make points
1: that are really weird. No, I know. They make, they make, no, no, no. I wasn't going to bring up the litter points of what they were saying because it goes into them trying to say like they're covering up like where the dinosaurs actually came from. But I didn't think it was an yeah, It interesting...
0: goes into that argument where, oh, no, no, we still have dinosaurs today. It's just lizards. But if we had the atmosphere yeah. we did then, then they, the lizards we have now would just grow into dinosaurs. I'm like, right. dude, there's a lot of problems with no, that. No, but
1: you see periodically as the, as the, as when people are finding giants bones, and the sizes of giants, they're getting gradually smaller progressively over time is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, but you'd still, despite atmospheric conditions, nowadays have large mega mammals. You can have tiny diminutive mammals. And I'm going to say this follows more of a trend of a genetic shift than an atmospheric shift. They're Mm -hmm. just
1: breeding with more people rather than with other giants.
0: Yeah, or it's just a flaw in their genetics. Well, okay, think about it like this. They say that this is the the biblical Lord makes it very clear that this is a unclean breeding of the watchers and humans to create these nephilim. Right? These are two different, presumably species interbreeding. There's going to be genetic flaws, mm-hmm. and this just might be the genetic fallout.
1: Or, well, there's the other school of thought that says like because in the passage, what they're saying is they say like the sons of God and like the daughters of man is the sons of God. Generally, what you're saying presumably being like angels, but also other preachers will say that it's not. It's not that the sons of God are the children, the descendants of Seth, and the daughters are like are the descendants of Cain.
0: Yeah, no, I've heard that, but there's really no good backing for that. It's more likely it's what they're saying because they make it they, the language they use in the original archaic Hebrew mm-hmm. makes it fairly clear, and they talk about children of Cain and Seth. In other parts, and they don't use this for, this form of language. And I think it's pretty clear that they they would use the same sort of language if that's what they're talking. Or there's about. other
1: giants because there's actually like tribes of giants, like the Amor yeah. like the Amorites, that are supposed to be just straight up like taller than like what or as tall as oak trees. I think is how they were described. Cedar trees, them. cedar trees. That's right, cedar trees. Uh, within the Bible as well. Yeah. But, no, but, but, tr- but truthfully, I side with you because it's a much cooler story. <laughs> I think it's a much cooler it's story. It's a
0: cooler story, and when you break down how it's written, I think it also
1: is the more yeah.
0: likely, I, th- I think that's more likely of what the writer was attempting to say there. Right, right. right.
1: Okay. I just wanted to bring up that other argument for the sake of saying that this is what some other people said, but generally all five guys that I was listening to ascribe to the theory that we're talking about right now, where it's like like angels or the watchers and, and man.
0: They're specifically the watchers that fell with Azazel out of lust. These are not the ones that like were siding with Lucifer. This is a different
1: group. Azazel, like the Batman character? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the.
0: Well, I mean, there's not a whole ton known about Azazel. I know a little bit, but not what we're talking about. Falls from God. And the, the the key points are this: Azazel saw earthly women. God horny. Told some other angels about it. They got horny. They came down. They became the Watchers. And then their progeny were the Great Men.
1: And then they The Giants. And then they repent. He went on a vigilante spree in Gotham City.
0: I don't remember that part.
1: <laughs> no, no. It's in the Extended uh, Bible. It's one of the, the Batman series, it's the book of Bruce Wayne.
0: I didn't know that that was canonized.
1: I'm going to hell for that one. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that I am. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Okay, so there's something I've been wanted to talk about, something that's just been picking at my head. So these giants that are being accounted in, like, the biblical stories and things like that, they're not insanely huge, but they're definitely big. They're big enough that you look at them and go, that guy's really freaking big. Like, if you saw a 15-foot-tall guy, you'd be like, holy crud, that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to talk about is they're also known as the Men of Renown, and that got me thinking. Did you read the Iliad? Uh-huh. Do you remember uh, when they're giving the descriptions of the men, wi- the men, like basically the heroes of Troy when they're getting off the boats? Mm-hmm. Do you remember how tall they were?
1: Some of the Ajax was a huge Ajax himself was a giant, like in the Ajax story. That, yeah,
0: was big even just for them. But even the shorter well, both, of the heroes yeah. were still like. Eight foot
1: tall, yeah. Both sorry, both Ajaxes, by the way, because there's two Ajaxes.
0: That's why you like to use the term Ayas, uh, uh, but yeah, and Ayas, just so you guys you know, you can't see my
1: pinky face <laughs> right now. What he just did,
0: hey, I IAS is my favorite character. I, I thought I was guy. being
1: smug, and you just went, you know, that's what I said, <laughs> please.
0: Okay, but all that is set aside, they're described as being in the right height category
1: mm-hmm. of these giants. Well, yeah. Well, like even in the like even in the Bible, after the flood, a lot of the giants that you encounter are often kings, or or chieftains of particular places. like when you when you find these things,
0: yeah. But this makes for like a big deal. Were the Grecian Isles during
1: the classical period ruled by a cast of giants? Well, again, it goes back to when we were talking. We were talking earlier before the episode. You know, generally, it goes back to human evolution where you're like, you want the biggest guy being in charge. There's a reason why 60-something percent of CEOs are over six feet tall because...
0: Yeah, but there's a difference between being big and being supernaturally big.
1: Well, again, people are just going to look to you that you can... Well, also, keep in mind, you're in an ancient world where there's predators literally everywhere that can kill you. Who are you going to look to to protect you? You know, the five-foot-nothing guy with, like, you know, twig arms or the... 10 foot tall guy with tree trunk arms was gonna, even if they argued, I don't know if the five foot guys to do very well <laughs> at, on average. I'm sorry, on average, but, until King David comes along and just corrects that situation.
0: Well, and these guys are probably outside of his range. I mean, they're a ways from Israel. I don't think <laughs> King David's gonna like go up to the Greek Isles and start killing giants there. And if he did, I feel like he would have a hard time because it sounds
1: like they're in charge of pretty much everything there. Actually, I can't think of anything, anybody else in the Bible <laughs> that killed more giants than him. But Other than God, sorry. Other than a <laughs> <laughs> defied
0: being. But going back to that, like, do you think that there's this possibility, considering that we have this account of what the giants looked like, and then we have the account of from Homer of the Iliad about all the kings being these ginormous freaking people.
1: I think that it's a product. I, I think it's a product of there being less giants after this major war with the gods goes down. Cause he, cause no matter what, I mean, if you look at the like Homer's time from that, no matter what religious context you take this from, this is going to be after, this is going to be after the war with the gods, the giants that are going to be left are going to have less giants to compete with. And the only people that they can really mingle with are more are regular men. And they're just going to be better off just amongst regular men.
0: And then also when they sail across the sea to face down with the Trojans, which I believe would be in Persia nowadays, no Turkey. Um, you got Hector on the other side, who's described as being just as big as them. Mm-hmm. So like after David, Kills a whole bunch of them? Do they just scatter everywhere and become kings? Did they travel all over the world? I mean, we do have accounts outside the biblical history of these giants traveling everywhere. Right, right. In most nations, it seemed like they got off the boat and people just killed them. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, do you think there's an angle on this that the Grecian area could possibly have been kind of ruled over by a cast of giants of this ilk?
1: Well, also, too, many of the ancient, like, I mean, ancient for the time we're talking about right now, were also described as being very barbarous, very rough people that just walk up and just eat people or just are, I would say, less civilized or cultured. Now, it's not my words. That's the the words of the people that killed them. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be mean to the giants. You know, and the ones that seem to be mingling around are people that have been able to mingle in regular, like, normal people. Well, not normal, sorry. Non-giant society.
0: Also, there's something else that we haven't mentioned, like some extra digits,
1: <laughs> right? Like, like, many, like many giants are often described as having like six fingers and like a se- and six toes and a second row of teeth. Yeah, which is a very interesting sort of little detail, I think, to throw in there. I was gonna throw out another one too. I don't because you haven't brought this. I'm surprised you haven't brought this up. There's like no giant women ever described in like almost any of the stories. No, I found accounts of giant Sorry. women. Like very disproportionately like uh, I, there's, yeah, there's not as many.
0: That's true. They're normally the men of renown, not the women of renown yeah, they, they, I'll give you that. Yeah. but there, there are mentions in some of the stories. I still about feel them. like a,
1: I still feel like a 12 foot tall woman could just hold her own just just fine.
0: <laughs> but I did some digging into what these extra digits and teeth might mean. and do, do you have any ideas on biologically what that could do?
1: That would allow you to have a lot more control over the massive weapons you have to wield.
0: Yeah, you could wield a weapon, like, okay, obviously someone that much bigger could obviously wield a weapon notably larger than someone of a regular size. This would allow them to take that up another notch. Beyond that, it would give you an exceptional amount of control and gripping strength. It makes sense with all the stories of giants hurling boulders. And stuff like that. And even if the even with like the massive weapons that you have in the biblical account, because we have measurements of like Goliath's spear, it would give them a lot of control over that. Beyond that, the extra toe would give them much more stable footing and lifting strength. And I can only assume, because I didn't find as much about this, I would assume that the extra row of teeth would be something along the lines of that would be a replacement row. Kind of like if you think about the inside of a shark's mouth where there's a roll of teeth, then a roll of teeth, then a roll of teeth. The purpose of it isn't that those extra teeth are going to give you more bite strength. It's that if you lose a tooth, that next one can pop into place. Dude, I
1: was like searching uh, because I knew we were getting to this point. So I was trying to get ahead of you because I didn't really I didn't think about the two rows of teeth. So I'm like Googling, like, what does a second row of teeth do? There's a lot of kids born with two rows of teeth. Oh, yeah. Like when the the permanent teeth come in behind the baby teeth because they don't absorb the root. These are some freaky-looking kids.
0: Yeah, I've seen some pictures before. It is not super pretty. Huh!
1: Ah. <laughs> sorry, I just Googled more. You oh. are
0: being so mean I'm right now. Tra- That's a birth
1: defect. Dude, What's wrong I'm with sorry. you, Marcus? I hit the I hit the images thing. Those and it, are
0: just... people. You apologize to the same religion <gasps> community.
1: I'm sorry. Oh, God. Oh, God! Apologize <laughs> to them. Sorry, I just I had like to just, you mean it. I oh my god, I had to curb so. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I'm sorry for your freaky looking face.
0: That is not a. I apologize for my co-host's curseness, like crassness. There we oh go. Oh, My god,
1: it's like a shark attack video going horribly wrong.
0: Oh my god, you're such an. You're <laughs> being so mean right I'm now. I'm sorry.
1: I didn't mean to. I was and I'm curbing what I really wanted to say. I'm sorry. Okay, I apologize. I'm going to hell. This I didn't realize how. Like how end up like mean I was gonna end up in this episode. I apologize. Oh God. But yeah, and I think that we could probably
0: count that these things would be even beyond the size and notably more deadly than what a standard human would be on. Oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely, and probably probably you know it was probably an evolutionary thing for like you were saying to be able to wield the things that they had to wield.
0: Yeah, in like some of the American Indian accounts. They, when they're preparing to go to war with some of these people, because there's a few American Indian accounts where these people are either eating people or stealing women or just being general
1: douchebags. I mean, to, where, be, to like, be fair, that's like, that's like standard across the world.
0: Like <laughs> I, I really wish I could remember the two tribes that were having this conversation. I think it was Iroquois and Mohawk.
1: No, there was one that started with a P. once it's the Ponawana, Pon- Potawatomi? Pot- it might have been the Potawatomi. I'm almost... I'm-
0: if it is, it's not the story that I'm thinking of because Potawatomi okay. would be in the wrong part of the world.
1: Well, they're found all over.
0: Well, yeah, but many of their uh, their primary tribes were like around this area, weren't they?
1: Mm, I'm looking it up now. I love the fact that we, now that we have the second use my computer to look this stuff on the fly now.
0: <laughs> but w- whatever two tribes it was, basically they had s- they had created this coalition between the two of them to fight the giants. They sent out scouts, and they're basically like. Yeah, they're big and scary and they're ready for a fight, but with enough people and enough faith, we can kill them. And often it does come down to like when the humans
1: are figuring out can we beat them? It's faith. Pawnee.
0: Pawnee, that makes more sense.
1: Pawnee, that's what it was. I knew it started with a P. I knew 100% it absolutely did. Yeah. A lot of whole stories of redheaded giants and the redheaded giants in, uh, in America that seem to just be cannibalistic.
0: Oh, but we promised the listeners that we'd get to some of the um, some of the stories about uh, the burial mounds and stuff like Ten that. Ten minutes later, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Apparently, we had a little more biology. Ten to go over.
1: minutes later, I really wanted to talk about the Trojan War. Well, again, we got into talking about Native Americans. There's a lot of there's a lot of like North American burial mounds where people have unearthed large skeletons, or reportedly had unearthed large skeletons. Like I was reading about one the Chesa mound, I can never pronounce that right, in Arkansas, uh, where they had unearthed a a giant uh, a giant that was over like like twelve, I think it was about like twelve feet tall whenever whenever they uncovered it. And there's other accounts like all throughout like through New York, there's accounts of these like out uh, here in the Midwest, like down on the East Coast. One of the interesting
0: things I found is it kind of implies a different culture but you would imagine if these giant people were spread out across the world they would you know basically develop culturally in different directions Mm -hmm. but in the american burials where they find multiple of them buried they're often in a circle Mm -hmm. where the ones in europe are kind of more along the lines of a traditional like buried in row sort of thing And i thought that was an interesting little thing to just find
1: Mm-hmm. oh there's even ones that have been found in, in north america that've been like well, there was one here in the ohio valley uh where they unearthed a, a giant skeleton that was actually in a clay coffin
0: oh that's neat what yeah that was
1: another one that was the one i thought was really interesting too
0: most of the ones i've heard of were in stone mm-hmm. and this wine is hitting me it's only like seven percent but then i started thinking all i've had today was like a blizzard and some pretzels yeah
1: and then you think about like all the other like incredibly large uh architecture that's found all over the world like down in peru the Ola, Tayamambo, like the giant steps that are found in Peru. I want to throw something out
0: here before we get into the architecture stuff. Oh. I do generally believe that humans could have done much of this stuff. Humans are pretty kick-ass people when they feel like getting all behind a task. And we can do things that are pretty nuts. But also,
1: to be fair, if you genocide an entire species of people, you're not going to say they were good people. I'm just... I'm just. Commenta- that is not where it's going. Comment below if you think I'm wrong. Comment below if you think I'm lying. <laughs>
0: but, but humans, I believe that we can do most things. Now, at the same time, you also have to look at the historical stories from a group of people. Uh, like, for example, a lot of people have claimed, oh, aliens had to have helped American Indians make their large earthen mounds. No, I personally believe that they could have stacked that much dirt... <laughs> If, they, if a culture put its oh, no. mind to it,
1: they could do like, it. I, I, I can't believe, like, really, like, if, I, I hate that argument. Like, I, I don't like the argument of saying that ancient man can't move large things. Like, But I cannot believe that they said that to Native Americans and large amounts of dirt. How, it's, a, that's, how belitt- it's a thing. How belittling do you have to be to a culture?
0: Oh, my now, God. At the same time, what I will say is that you, I think you also have to look at those people's traditional stories. And when they say, no, we did not build that, then you have to give it some credence. Like many American Indian tribes, when you talk to them about what's their story on their great earth and mounds, a lot of them will say, according to their histori- or their traditional stories, no, we did not build that. Now, I do believe that they were capable of it, but when they
1: say we didn't build it, you really need to pay attention to that. Well, and also, too, like sometimes it... it- it, it really matters of when people are writing certain stories down. Because again, like if you're, if we're talking about like people that are trying to write ancient stories, like if you're writing it, you, you could still be talking about a story that's written down 2000 years ago, but they could be describing an event a thousand years ago too to when they're, when they're writing mm-hmm. it down sometimes too. So I think it's important to make sure that when you're looking at when is this being told or when is this being written down also, that I think you should understand the context of that as well. But you know, it's but, like ancient man trying to understand a- even ancienter man.
0: But with that, with that being thrown out, I think we can get into giant architecture. Oh yeah, like although uh, we still haven't gotten into the burial thing much.
1: I mean, okay, we might have to just say that for the next episode. Like if you really okay, like I I think a better thing to do because we could literally sit here, guys, and we could sit and we could tell you story after story after story after story. But truthfully, it actually all is the same story. No matter where you pull it out, the most important thing is to understand is how many of these accounts there are of people unearthing giant skeletons, saying "Holy crap, we found this massive giant skeleton," and then somebody shows up, and then somebody shows up in the story next. But I'm not going to get too much into who that particular person is.
0: You don't know screw it. I'm hijacking the rest of the episode for the regular <laughs> segment. Where we said that we were going to get into some burials. I'm going to tell some burial stories, and we can do everything else later on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Tell your story. Just a few that I know off the top of my head. And I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail on this, because while I was doing research, I found out that the Mysterious Universe podcast had just done a podcast on this. But also, the stories are too good to entirely pass up on. Okay. The book, uh, Giants of Sardinia by Luigi... Mo- Muscas, I'm sure I said that wrong. Okay, he was mainly talking about in the book that in the um, 70s was when, like, his island started to become, in in this island's in Italy, uh, started being industrialized. When he was younger, he just remembers it being almost like a feudal sort of area. People were still traveling around in carts, on horses, things like that. But around the 70s, they started to industrialize. And coming along with that industrialization all the proper digging tools for making roads. And once those arose, people started unearthing skeletons of giants within his area. There had always been rumors within the, uh, or on the island that there were these giant skeletons, and they had lore about there being giants here before they arose. But they started unearthing a large amount of these giant skeletons, and it just blew his mind. Um, like A lot of people within the community reported this, um, let's see where, where to start on this. Cause I know I'm getting close on time. I want to tell the story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, one of them that really stuck out in his head and I think it opens up a lot of interesting questions is at one point he found a cave basically just following rumors that had a skeleton of a giant And skeletons, not the proper word. It was more a desiccated corpse of a giant. And he, started, he and his friends started playing around with this corpse. I mean, they didn't have TV or Nintendo or anything, so I guess playing on with a giant's corpse is something that one might do. And like they would like pick up his arms and try to make it move, and he described that if he squeezed the tendons in the hand, um, they could actually make the fingers move and stuff, and they'd do stuff like that and joke around, oh, the giant's alive, the giant's alive, and things like that. When... Him and his friends got to school, though they couldn't fully keep quiet about this. And then just one day they came back and the body was gone. But there's one detail from that story I really want to pick out because I've heard this as a trend in other stories. If you took a desiccated corpse of a human and tried to mess around with the um, tendons and ligaments and stuff, you're not going to get articulated movement out of it, right? Uh Uh-huh. Like, think about it, you're You're not going to go to the Smithsonian, push a guy aside, go up to um, a mummy, and start making his fingers move. No, the, it's just not going to function that way. The body's too damaged. But this is not the only account I've found where people who are discovering desiccated giant corpses can make them move through, our, through that sort of articulation, which I think is really fascinating. That means they have to have a very different sort of body chemistry than us. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I mean, people have often said that they're like a different race of people. Like if you're really generally believing that they're that they're bred with this superhuman if they have these superhuman genes that are spliced in them through their lineage, then that would probably explain why there's a different why there's a different body chemistry than us.
0: Yeah, but it's still very complex to say that it's not just going to dry up and become non functional. Mm-hmm. it would almost mean some sort of natural bacterial resistance that's causing keeping the body from being destroyed. Like, normally, if you're finding something that that's intact, the area is so arid that, well, bacteria is not growing in enough to fully desiccate the, or to decompose the body. And perhaps it has something to do with how they were mummified,
1: I'm guessing, or entombed. There's a lot of mummified giant stories, too, like the famous San Diego giant from, like, 1830, I want to say it's, like, 1830, no, 1895, uh, they found it, like, it was essentially mummified, like, whenever they found it, like, arms across the chest and everything.
0: But, yeah, I, actually, I'm starting to change, change my tune. I'm thinking that it's probably less to do with the biology and probably more to do with what manner they use to mummify. Because mm-hmm. it has to be something that is really preserving the internal parts because, effectively, that should crumble not be tense enough to move a finger. Mm -hmm. Which I thought was fascinating. I just wanted to share with you guys and get your guys' thoughts on it because that was a detail that really made me think.
1: Like, one of the things that I really... that made me very sad within the lore when it comes to giants, and this was something that I really wish that I think that we're talking about. Like, when you see so many stories of people talking about finding these burial grounds, like these these, uh, graves of giants, like, that was often, too, like, whenever we first started finding evidence of like ancient man burying their people like we considered that like culture like of somebody being buried and i think that's something that's so not talked about in the narrative when you're talking about giants is that there was probably this culture that was going on with them and i wish that there were more stories about that like you know so many like it's so there's so many well known stories about greek gods and the things that they did there's very there's not as many when it comes to like as the Titans we know so many of the stories of like of Native Americans fighting these giants but we don't know anything about the culture of like of what it was like for those Giants even though there seems like there was some evidence of some kind of culture that was going down like, there's well, almost then, like there's no
0: some detailed stories of the Titans but, particularly ones like Prometheus no but
1: I mean like there's there's not as much there seems like yeah, there's this just true. this lost culture when it comes to the Giants and I wish that you know so many times we find these evidence of like giants and their weapons we find evidence of them being buried but it's it's an overlooked thing to me that i wish there was more that we could talk about
0: i know we're well over time but i want to throw in one more thing from giants of cydonia that i thought was really neat and kind of explains why we don't hear more about uh, these sort of burials they're digging a rose for a vineyard and they're really kind of pushing to get this vineyard done Mm -hmm. and the plow hits something that's not going through and they end up digging it up and they find all these stone tombs, uh, and they open up the stone tombs, and they just have these giant people in it. Do you know what the owner of the vineyard says? What? Yeah, if we report this to anybody, uh, <laughs> we have to stop building the vineyard, and we have to get archaeologists in here. Bury them. No one ever saw this, <laughs> and they just buried it. And they like never I found
1: reported a, it. I found a giant. Shh, 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 sweet, the people need their wine. <laughs> So that way, that two, two paranormal podcasters later down the road can talk about giants on their podcast while drinking blueberry wine.
0: <laughs> and I, I just thought that was really neat.
1: <laughs> um, to wrap up this episode, because I think that we, have you know, a lot of these stories. Uh, because if you say like, if there's so many evidence of like people finding these giants, where do they go? Like, where do they, like where's the evidence for it? Well, if you well, look... Don't drop the ball yet. I'm not going to... Well, we're about to wrap up the episode.
0: I know, but I think we're, I thought we were going to cover that in the next one.
1: No, we are, but I'm, I'm leaving with a teaser. Ooh, a teaser. Teaser. I'm not going to spell the beans. What I'm... I'm, I'm thank you, sir. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Thank I'm excited. You. Uh Baited why you know, over here. You found all these... You found, There's hundreds of stories, thousands of stories of people finding giant bones. Why is there no... Why are these not museums? Why are we not seeing these things? Well, it's the very end of all of these giant stories that we're going to be talking about in our next episode. Because the story always goes, somebody finds the giant, and then somebody shows up a little bit later. Now, who is that? Well, you're going to have to tune into our next episode to find out. I hope you guys knew this episode we're talking about giants, (laughs) because this is just the tip of the giant berg. But we're going to be talking about Giants for the rest of the set. We are a little
0: everywhere. Like I said, the wine was hitting me hard. No. And there's just so much to talk about when it comes no, to these guys. No, I
1: think, we, I think we laid the groundwork of talking about Giants while proving that this is a real thing. Like this is a thing that people should be talking about. If you guys like this episode, don't forget to leave a comment below. Uh, leave us a review. Like this episode. Share it with your friends. It's one of the best ways that you guys can share. Uh, that show your appreciation to the podcast. But until next time, guys, keep believing.
0: As we'll keep listening.
1: All right. We're going to slide into the pillow talk segment of the podcast. If you guys want to check out the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You guys get all the rest of our podcast as well as bonus episodes that we put up just exclusively for our patrons. And if you sign up to be a $2 a month member, you could actually vote on our poll of the month to decide what our actual uh, Next month's theme is going to be.
0: Ooh, what's winning? I haven't checked.
1: Right now, we have time and space anomalies currently winning.
0: Ooh, I'm going to talk about myths that swallow people up and dump them into other places and times.
1: With hairy humanoids right behind. Also excellent. With our most recent edition, things you can't find on YouTube. Actually,
0: that's the one I'm rooting for
1: because <laughs> we get to
0: go way off the. Oh, map dude! On if, them.
1: if you guys end up getting that, if that ever gets picked, we're going way off the beaten trail, guy. I'm just, guys. We're I'm up just telling you. Stuff you.
0: That I would say at least 95% of you have not. Like, it's going to get
1: weird fast. Uh, And then Ghost Towns right behind that. Also, a good one because we visit a lot of Ghost Towns. We like Ghost Towns. So, any of those are going to be fantastic. So, yeah, all you guys got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up, and you guys get all of those exclusive, awesome things. But, all right, we're going to keep going uh, a little bit more. I wanted to get back a little bit more to that final thought that I was having about the Giants. You know, I. You know, there's so many stories of giants in, in like the written, in like the written histories, you know, even like giants after the supposed flood or after their war with giant, like after their war with the gods and Simon, where they're still around.
0: I'm riding with you.
1: But don't you think that honestly, like if you realized you were one of these giants and you saw that you were kind of like either a part of like a dying race, one of the last you rebreed, or you were so alone that somehow that that would get brought out in your story like Mm, I don't yeah I would think so yeah like there's so many stories that we have of of people that end up either alone or that's or they're, 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 they're